What's one place you'd still go to even though it's canceled? Chick-fil-A. Toys R Us. Uh, best Blockbuster. Shamir, I'm disappointed in you. You stole my answer. You, you know better. I know which one you should have said. Uh, Wait, what? Starbucks. You love Starbucks. Oh, oh yeah. I see what you're you saying. Would like definitely. canceled yeah. by the culture, but yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. Starbucks would Chick- be your answer. No, Chick-fil-A. Because I've been Chick-fil-A is just so amazing. Chick-fil-A is so, so good. good. Like so many people have canceled it and they're like, no, it's too homophobic, but it's like so good. I and know. they never get your order wrong. I've never gotten the, my order wrong. And I get treated like a queen there. Like, <laughs> how may I serve my you? Pleasure. No, my pleasure. No, yeah, the no, pleasure is very, mine. Very culty. What? Very Chick-fil-A? culty. Oh, yeah. If that's a cult, then I want to be a part of it. Well, yeah. They, the cults are like that. Yeah. But the food is actually good. Yeah. It's like, like high quality food. Sometimes the cult, the, the quality is not that Burger good. Burger King. Yeah, exactly. It's not cheaper tr- than Wendy's. Yeah. Not true. Cheaper than Wendy's. Not true. It's they're, cheaper than Wendy's. Literally, you can get a Nuggets meal for like eight fifty. It's cheaper than Wendy's, dude. Eight fifty for nuggets. Nugget meal, meal with fries with and fries. a drink. And their fries are so good. Their fries are so great. <laughs> Chick fil A sauce. Yeah. What? What? Did, what place did you say? I said Toys R Us. Why is Toys R Us canceled? I mean, they're gone. I thought that's what you were asking at first. That's <laughs> oh. why I, I, like, I started saying Best down? Buy, but I meant Blockbuster. Okay. I would love to go to Blockbuster. That's a good answer. Why is Blockbuster canceled? It's not canceled. Well, it's it's like just done. It's just financially canceled. Financially canceled. It's yeah. not canceled because of any, you know, <laughs> controversial reasons. But Blockbuster, when we were kids, uh, you used to that go was there experience. and pick out a movie for the weekend. Yeah. And a candy. We'd get a movie and a snack. I didn't get a candy. Well, the candy was mad expensive. Yeah. It was. You but... guys were bougie. Oh. No, I didn't get we weren't doing candy. that. Yeah. We were eating the Goli and Tofio that we got from Pakistan. I couldn't even get the video games. You know how they had video games? Oh, the that video was... games were big expensive. Yeah. yeah never Why? got the video games. Did the... you have to buy them? No, no. They were more expensive. You... To rent? To rent. And you had to turn them in sooner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Three-day rental. Yeah, I think it was shorter. Which doesn't make sense because you movie you watch like kind of once. Yeah. And then you return it. The game takes like a couple days to finish. You know? I used to be yeah. so mad when people didn't rewind the VHS before they <laughs> returned it. And I'd be sitting, because it literally at the end of the whole thing, it'd be like, please uh, be kind, please rewind. Yeah. And then we I'd turn it on and I would get Barney and I would have we, to sit there and rewind it. We used to share a lot of stuff like in the 90s. That's crazy. Like we would all share the same discs, VCR, like mm-hmm. cassettes. Oh, That's I crazy. thought you meant like share the same thing to watch as well. Cause That too. Right now, in the same house, everybody watches something different yeah, according to their own thing. When we were kids, it was nice because my dad would be like, oh, this is a classic movie. Like, you guys have to watch this. And it was always so awesome. And that's what lives on, yeah. you know, in my head till this day. And there's less options. So you're not as confused. Right now, sometimes there's days where I just scroll through Netflix and that's what I watched. The scrolling. I didn't pick a movie. Yeah. Now, they, now they have a feature where it shuffles automatically. Like, don't know what to watch. You press it now. I saw it recently and I was like, what the heck? I didn't want to try it because I didn't want to get lost in a show or something. Yeah. But it was crazy. Nice question. But I chose uh, Toys R Us um, because, you know, Toys R Us is the experience, right? Whenever you're going to Toys R Us, it was just so beautiful. And then How'd you answer your own question wrong? What? Well, because you stole Chick-fil-A from me. Like Chick-fil-A was my number one answer. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Starbucks, I think I could live without. I think I I like Starbucks. Mm -hmm. um, But like if they really did something wrong, I think I could… But you know the if you look into any of these companies, then you'll you'll find something. There's always some list that is a bunch of things that are you know you're not supposed to go to. 
Yeah. Um, it's really impossible to avoid all of that yeah, unless you're right. like making your own yeah. stuff. The way I came up with the question was one, I was at Chick-fil-A and I was just eating the sandwich recently. Right. And I was like, this is so good. And then um, recently someone was like, no, I wouldn't work at Chick-fil-A because they're like homophobic or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, It's funny because um, on TikTok, you know, there's like straight TikTok and then not straight TikTok, yeah. I guess. And they were like, there's this person who was a part of the LGBT community, self-claimed, and he was eating the Chick-fil-A and he was like, he was like, homophobia never tasted so good. And they made it like to a joke. And I was like, okay, well, at least it's like, I mean, it's not at least honestly, but it was like they made a joke out of it. It wasn't so like super serious. You can still call out, you know, companies and do your thing while Mm -hmm. still consuming. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on your impact, right? Yeah. If you're an individual who uh, can afford to make these decisions where you can pick and choose the right things, then do it. But otherwise, I mean, how can you expect everybody to, you know, just kind of change their lifestyle uh, to to cater to, you know, a certain belief or something? Yep. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shamir. I'm Frosty Frost from Wendy's. My name is Amber. Did you see the Frosty Chino? Sorry. Yeah, I actually tried it. Really? How was it? I mean, it? like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. In a song of yours, didn't you say Call yeah, Me it's Frosty an upcoming, Chino? It's an upcoming oh. song, Amber. Thanks. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Oh. Anyways, this is the strangest and greatest Jeez. podcast in the game. This is brought to you by Love Theory. If you'd like to email us or send us your music, <laughs> Strange Flavors Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get this sexy Strange Flavors merch, it's at strangeflavors.store. And if you'd like to support this podcast and be on this wonderful wall, Strange Flavors Town, get we get a woo woo. Woo-hoo. We got Barbara's Bagels, Free House Falafels, Cassie's Cupcakes, Uslam's Apples, Shamil Shawarma's, Airhouse Ices. And if you want to join this board, there is a link down below. Ooh. Yo, so obviously we've been putting in these fictional restaurants onto our little decoration table over here. And we got, did we have the pizza planet last time? We had the pizza planet mm-hmm. truck last time. We just got the best new one from a supporter. Fariha's Falafel sent in a Jasmine Dragon Tea House mug from Avatar. Let's Uncle go. Iroh's Tea Shop. Are you kidding me? Are oh you kidding God. me right now? That's amazing. It's this a great design too. Great design. It says Bossing Say at the bottom. Oh my God. There is no war in Bossing Say. That's some chick flavor called shit right there. But <laughs> If um, anybody wants to send in good burgers so I can finally get in on this. Sorry. Amber, I want to be as happy as you. Because I, I don't know. I, I don't know, watch but, Avatar. I know, but it's it's Uncle Ira's moment right now and you keep intercepting like the movement. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go off Uncle Ira. She's trying to cancel it. He would tell you, Tuco, don't interrupt me. Yeah, I wish I could get that reference. <laughs> he said Tuco. <laughs> he, he always kind of says like, Tuco. It's, it's never oh, okay. like a Zuko. It's like yeah. a Tuco. Okay. Because we also have a Tuco uh, Los Poyos. Oh, that's Tuco. Yeah. Tuco and Zuko. It's Tuco and Zuko. <laughs> This is so far. Hey, Fariha, uh, thank you so much yeah, for sending you. that in. Thank you. That is the most epic decoration yeah. we have right now. I love it. And thank you for your support, honestly. Like, if yeah. you want to send one in, let us know. We're going to expand into a shelf hopefully soon when we get enough. Yeah. Amber is spoiling all the plans. <laughs> well, I mean, it would. it's an incentive to send it in so they can see it. Fine. Um, it's an incentive to expand. Speaking of drops. <laughs> Speaking of drops, you know, there's a lot of music dropping recently. Uh-huh. But guess what else is dropping? What? A new ocean. What? what? Yeah, a new ocean. <laughs> Earth getting a new ocean? Earth Ooh. just dropped a new ocean. The National Geographic Society has named the Southern Ocean, which is the water surrounding Antarctica, 
the world's fifth ocean. What? Yeah. That's we can just, do that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and what are they calling it? Uh, it I guess uh, the Southern Ocean. I don't know. I think, yeah, it's called the Southern Ocean. I don't Ocean. like that because the way that we teach kids is like we have songs and everything. Yeah. And then they just come in and mess Wait, what's it all the song? Up. Well, mm, and Amber doesn't it. know. Wait, you no, don't know it? Amber, how, many, have the, have the Amber, how many continents one? are there? Seven. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, a new continent is dropped. America, <laughs> South America, Africa, Europe, Asia. Don't forget Australia. Don't forget Antarctica. This song does not slap, I must say. <laughs> it does not slap. They need to cancel that what one. What about the 50 state song? That slaps. There's a 50 state song? You don't know the 50 state song? No. Stop. Why would In you make In alphabetical order. Oh my God, that sounds well, I never horrible. memorized it, but I, I think I've heard it. Oh my gosh. I like I haven't memorized since second grade. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Wait, so they could just drop a new ocean like that? I, I remember when they canceled Pluto. Is it a Pluto. limited drop? Oh yeah, they canceled Pluto. What? Is it a limited drop? <laughs> no, no. I think uh, they're saying scientists have like recognized this body of water is like different than the other waters because I don't know. Um, pH or something? Yeah, some- It's colder. Some random shit that. like that. Yeah, right, <laughs> random shit like that. But uh, no, nobody- decided like, oh, is this a planet or not? You know, uh, Pluto, right? At one time, yeah. they're like, yeah, it's a planet. It's a large thing. All of our listeners, our younger listeners, don't understand what Pluto is. Guys, yeah. Planet X. Do they call it Planet X still? I was teaching planets to one of my kids today. And you I, accidentally said Pluto? And I, was, and I was teaching her the song for all the planets. And I was like, there's no Pluto on this like thing. And like all of our like teaching materials as children had Pluto on them. Honestly, bring Pluto back. Bring Pluto bring back. Bring Pluto back, yeah. Honestly. It was the they little cute the whole one. Yeah. Mickey Mouse character after him. <laughs> I don't, is that true? <laughs> the dog, right? Yeah, the, the dog, Pluto. Yeah, yeah, but it's named after the planet Pluto. Well, why else would they name it Pluto? And just I mean, bring Pluto- up that name out of nowhere. It was yeah. named after the planet. Don't they have like a Jupiter dog or something? I don't know. Probably. Son, son, can we fact check that? Yeah, can we fact that is check such it? a big cap. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty mean? sure. I'm pretty sure they named the planets after mo- most Mickey Mouse characters. No, no, no. Uh, the Roman, the Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. pantheon. The Roman pantheon. That's where the planets got their names from. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, well. Sure. Amber, you can't just drop like a <laughs> random fact. Like, what are you, a scientist? No, but like, wouldn't that make sense? Like, you're no. like, oh, there's... Okay, I'm not thinking when I hear Pluto, I'm not thinking of whatever Hassan just said because I didn't absorb what he said. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking of the planet that we were taught growing up that doesn't exist anymore. That was such a kid. You know that, you know the guy... Wait, is it? Go ahead. So, so yeah, the planets got their names from... They named them after the Roman gods. But what about the dog? What was no, he no, no. Named after? Mickey Mouse the well, dog? The, fa- the fact is that the name the name Pluto were like exists before the dog and the naming of the planet. Okay, but and they're not going back that far. Amber, you, the, the, the you point is you don't not. know. You just you know that you know that guy on TikTok who asked the little kids like questions. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, what's her name? Like Jabria, Jabria, Jabria. Are you what's smart? Two, are you smart? Yes. What's two plus two? 64. Good job. <laughs> That's Amber right now. Amber, are you smart? Yeah. No. Why did they name the dog in Mickey Mouse Pluto? Okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and accept Good my job. owl. Wait, what is it? Did you see it? Yeah. What does it say? What did they name it after? The Roman god? <laughs> okay, so there's two answers, and both of them are giving one Isan's answer and one my. She always does this. I am. Look, I notice, read both. Read I both. notice whenever she's wrong, she's like, oh, so there's two answers? The Roman God. How? And then look right there at the bottom. 
Oh, okay. So thank you. I mean, sir. the first one makes is higher on the list. More people <laughs> click that. So I think the Roman God. That's weird though. Why would you name like a cartoon after like a Roman God? You know, I'm excited about this new ocean drop. I think we need more drops like that. Like yeah. for example, California. Yeah. California gotta be its own country. I think Florida should be its own country. Florida is its own country. <laughs> I don't know where you've been, but Florida has been its own country. Uh, we just somehow associated with the US, but Florida does what Florida actually, wants. Actually, I'm glad California is part of our country because they pay taxes for some of the other states. Um, they pay way too many taxes. So They also bring in like a lot of uh, influence and votes like for what California kind of rocks with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. But I remember for a while they were saying like, we let we're we're in Maryland, so they were saying like West Maryland needs to be a separate state because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the rest of Maryland. Is as that far like as, where you live? No, I don't live in West. I live in North. But West is like, you know, where the Appalachian <laughs> Trail and stuff is. But Amber doesn't know her geography. Uh, right, so. right. Amber, it was named after <laughs> No, but like you know how there's West Virginia? Yeah. West Virginia is very different than Virginia. Yeah. And then so West Maryland is very is a lot like West Virginia more than the rest of I guess what you would classify as the DMV. Yeah, yeah. So once they should make it a part of Virginia? Cuz like the DMV area when you when you say DMV you're really just talking about like the DC Yeah, DC Maryland. That's what Virginia it is. DMV area. is uh, metropolitan uh, area. Yeah, according like what is it referring to the tri-state area. The tri-state yeah, area. Yes, so you're not you're not talking about like Frederick or Baltimore. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, Baltimore is its own thing. Yeah. yeah. But so that's what's kind of like Yeah. I have a weird question sparking off of this. Um, I saw this uh, post on someone's story and was like, who would win in a war? Would it be west side of Maryland or east side of Maryland? Or not Maryland, sorry. Of the, the US. US. East oh, side, east. easily. East side. I literally replied to that story and I was like, New York and Florida would cream all of the west side. You got the crazies in New York and Florida. Like, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Chicago, Detroit, yeah. New York, yeah. Philly, Baltimore. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We'll, yeah. Dude, you only have Cali on the left side. We even a little have, bit of like, Texas. We even have Seattle. some of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Got but no way. Like, yeah. there's. we also have more population, right? Like on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah. I mean, New York alone has so many people. But yeah, I mean- East Coast versus West Coast in a real like war. <laughs> dude, Are you kidding me? West Coasters gonna be mad. East dude. Coast is yeah. Beast Coast. Yeah, honestly. West Coast, I love the West Coast, but yeah. it's a vibe there, but they're too chill, you know? I don't know. We're Alaska's on that side. So Alaska, they only got Amber. the last blockbuster. <laughs> That's the only thing they got. One, they have two people living there. <laughs> it's, gonna take them, it's gonna take them Those like a year to come over. Snowballs would hurt. They would melt by the time. <laughs> Unless it's winter here. Put them in the Southern Water Tribe with the new ocean. <laughs> they can fight for them. All right. I Idaho, they could chuck some potatoes. Man. Amber, now you're offending the Idahoans. <laughs> Idahos. You're offending the Idahos. Dang. Wait, is this the first time you're looking at a map? <laughs> yeah, she's trying to figure out what's where. I'm just trying to get a better visual. She knows all the states. She just doesn't know where they I are. I know where they belong, but not at the same time. You know what we need to do for what? like- Like, I know, like, if, this, if you were moving? to ask me- No, like, if you were to ask me individually, like, where would it go? I can, like- process that, but I can't okay. process all of them at the same time where they are. You know, for like a Listen. vlog or something, we need to drop Amber in the middle of nowhere without a phone oh. and see if she can figure her way back home. Well, she's like social enough. She'll be like, yeah, where do I go? Right. I'd literally be like friends with people be like, okay, so like, where do I go? Yeah. No, probably wouldn't even come back. We have to make rules, dude. <laughs> you can't talk to anybody? <laughs> you can't talk to anybody. You can only like go in your car. You have to like okay, read fast. the road signs and everything and figure out how to yeah, get back. Yeah, I could figure out. It doesn't like... uh I-95 go through all the 50 states. 
<laughs> all 50. <laughs> good job. Even even Alaska, good job. Okay. All, even Hawaii, all, all, good job. All, all 48 no. states. No, 95 runs on the East Coast. There's a there's 70. a road that goes 70. Okay, so if that, I, does, that still doesn't go through all 50 states. What? 95 doesn't even go through all uh, of the states on the East Coast. Like it's going to 70. If I stay on a road long enough, I'll get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great. What's what's up with your um you got a new tattoo? What happened? You have a tattoo? Whoa, you Amber got a tattoo. I'm tatted up, y'all. You can't compete. Ooh. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. Okay. Where'd well, you get it? Well, you're looking at it right now. I don't see any tattoos. Face tat? You got eyebrows? Yeah. Eyebrow tat. Is it permanent? It's permanent. Wait, what? Yeah. It's called microblade. It's, so it's it's three years, which is so that's it's, haram, right? it's considered it's permanent. So that's what I thought. And obviously there's different schools of thoughts, but since it's only lasting three years. <laughs> Amber always goes with a second answer, second <laughs> school of thought. <laughs> no, so technically it doesn't break more than like the first layer of skin. I was asking her about it too. Okay. It only sits on top of the first two layers of skin. Um, it's not like a real tattoo. A tattoo actually breaks skin. I didn't bleed at all during the procedure. So yes, if you look really deeply into my brows, there's hair strokes in them that are drawn on. Well, you usually draw your eyebrows on. Right. And so why do I do that? So like- Because you're missing some of them. And why is that? Accident. Right. So I got in a car when I was 16, a chunk of my eyebrows missing. And I used to just like kind of color it in or whatever. And so this, uh, my yoga teacher, she posted about how her daughter does um, microblading. And I've been hearing about it for years. I was like, yo, I don't really want to do something permanent like that. But I commented on it. I was like, oh, share her business. She ended up DMing me and doing a collab. Where Dang. like she is doing my brows in return for it. And now that I got them done, yeah. I'm like, wait, this is amazing. It's good? It's like, I did not feel anything. I didn't feel any pain. That's crazy. At all. Not like a little bit even. Yeah. I went to work straight after. I haven't taken a single Tylenol today. Um, yeah. Can you give me her contact info? I'm trying to grow a beard. So. Yeah. I was about to say the brown boy's about to be on that. Like, <laughs> line me up then. <laughs> line me up. Yeah. Give me a nice uh, trim, you know? Why don't yeah. you go for the uni? Um, you know, I was going to save that for the touch up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could like, honestly, a uni, could rock a uni. I could rock a uni. I did for a lot of my I'm life. Actually. Slowly growing one. If you guys uni can tell. Bros. Yeah. Slowly growing one. I never had a unibrow mm. when I was younger. Slowly did you ever one. like just sh shave? Um, I think like once, but mm. I never had to because I'm not that hairy. So True. now, you know, I'm becoming a man slowly. So it's going in. <laughs> Do, you know, like most of the time when I see guys like their barbers do it for them. They just... Mm. Oh yeah, well they like line it up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rocking a uni when I was a boy. Right. When did you same shut it uh, shut it, it down? <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> when did you cancel it? <laughs> no, like what? I think when I started like uh, shaving and stuff, then I was like, okay, let me like. But I, I don't do like my brows and stuff. Like some mm -hmm. a lot of guys that do it. Uh, you don't do, do the middle either. No, no, the middle is where the uni is, right? Right. But, um, like I'm not. In, I don't care if people do it, but I'm not into like doing all the eyebrows because then you could see like yeah. the cut. The, for guys. the cut, but also like when it's it grows overdone. back in and stuff. Yeah. I'm not into all that. But the, was it like scary at first? Were you like, or were you like happy? Like, yo, it's finally gone. No, it's just like a few hairs. You just like pluck it out. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't like the shaving either. Okay. I think the plucking is better. How much do you think a procedure like this costs? A uh, procedure like that, I don't know, like 300, 400. Mm. Um, yeah, like 300. Do mm. it. 200? <laughs> so like it ranges between like 550 and 1000. Whoa. But like it also goes way above that too. Why? 
because it's permanent makeup and it's like pretty new in the game. People do like that with eyeliner too, right? Yeah, I would not do it with eyeliner. The, the whole thing is I've been wanting a very natural look, right? And I've been wearing less makeup when it comes to like colors and things like that. I've been like toning it down. But it was always annoying to me that I had to color in a brow and it looks like you're coloring it in. It's not natural. It's not strokes. It's not hair. It's just color underneath your hair. And so it's enticing because it looks like actual hair strokes. And I was like, that's actually really cool. And when I go in for a touch up, they're going to add in more hair strokes to kind of fluff it up and make it look natural. So catch me with brows year round. Let me do the next touch up. You want Fill to me it? up some ink and I, I got you. Yeah. Monobrow. Unibrow. Oh. No, no, I'll do it. Uh, I'm so sure you don't have you to pay. Would. You don't have to pay all that. I'm money. not paying. That's that's what I just explained. <laughs> that I'm not Get paying. them to sponsor us. They are collabing with me. I'm not paying for anything. No, it's us. Well, I mean, <laughs> get your own collab. Yeah, I'm trying to get this beard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. Good That's for you. That's what FusiTube was doing microneeding for his, um, his hairline. Literally yeah. the same thing? No, he, he got his head shaved yeah. because he was balding and he just went in and got fake hair put in. It's permanent makeup. Whoa. And he put like the little dots. The future is going to be scary, yo. Yeah. Did you see guys are wearing like wig caps now? But really? like you can't tell because they glue them onto their scalp, cut it up and it looks super natural, but they have no hair on the top. I'm really not. <laughs> I mean, good for them, you know, good mm -hmm. for people. Like they're finding easier and cheaper ways rather than just Transplant. literally putting in stuff inside your skin, you know, like it's- Yeah, just, just, you know, do what you want. People just don't uh, hurt yourself. You know, don't go mm -hmm. to other countries trying to get cheap procedures that and screw you up And stop getting BBLs so young. What's BBLs? Uh, Brazilian butt lifts. Oh. Everybody is getting a Brazilian butt lift. And I'm like, if you're under 23, I don't care if this is a strong opinion, but stop getting a Brazilian butt lift. Try to go to the gym first. Try to work on your own body first. Don't result in surgery for something that you can fix. If you end up realizing that your body doesn't, you know, that it, you can't, it's really hard for you, whatever, then by all means. But some of these girls are 18 year olds fresh. And these people, these plastic surgeons in Miami are piling up these girls, giving them a Brazilian butt lift and sending them off. So when it comes to like alterations, uh, we asked about it on this podcast, like a few weeks ago, like if you could get any work done, like what would it be? And I said, nothing. I was like, you know, or what is a double chin or happiness? Or Cameron, you got work done. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I got it done. And Dang. honestly, this opportunity answer. kind of fell on my lap where I didn't even think it's something that I would really care about doing. And I'm doing it because it's there. Um, but, you know, if it's something that makes you happy and it's something that makes you feel more comfortable and confident, by all means, do it but definitely don't rush to it. I had the gap for 10 years and I didn't touch it. Mm. And now that I'm going to it to do it now, whatever, I know that whether this makeup comes off tomorrow or this tattooing comes off tomorrow, I will be 100% fine, equally as confident and nothing's gonna change from it. So do things that just because they make you happy, not because you think you need them, but because you want them. On that note, I think it would be extremely appropriate to bring in our super confident and amazing guest for today. Our stranger this week is the most unique candidate in the run for New York City's next mayor. They hope to stand out with their radical ideas and artistic campaign promotions all through the lens of love. Everyone, please give it up for our stranger, Paperboy Prince. Ooh. I'm spreading love in the city. I'm running for mayor. I'm spreading love in the city. I'm running for mayor. I'm spreading love in the city. I'm running for mayor. You be out. I'm skipping out paper. <laughs> paper, yeah. <laughs> it's our time. Wow. Is that the is that the go-to intro? 
I like it. It's chill. Okay, I was I was low key a little bit scared because some people were like, I talked to some people and they were like, oh, people were like, you know, you have to address they them, and I'm I don't yeah. know anybody like that currently, so I was just like, all right, I got to be careful. So. First of all, I have to say, I'm not a I'm not an expert on non-binary, but I am an expert on branding and paper boy, and you expect me to do they them? You're making it so hard for me over here. And then Prince Ali. Prince. Well, you know, I'll say this. <clears throat> yes, uh, I am non-binary or gender non-conforming and trans non-binary. And you know, Rock on. You know my pronoun my pronouns are uh Paper boy and Prince. So if, if, first off, so if folks want to address me as just paperboy and Prince, they can do that. They can also, um, my pronouns are God, goddess. So they can address me as that. What? They can say, you know, like, oh, who's, whose backpack is that? Oh, I think that's God's backpack. And then, no um, you know, we're, we're all made in, we're all made in God's image and we're all, excuse me, gods and goddesses. So those are my pronouns. And then after that, if you know some folks, that's a little hard for them to catch on to. So then there's they them, which you know we do that all the time when we say, "Oh, um, whose uh, whose turn is it to clean the bathroom?" Oh, it's it's their, their turn. turn. So um, yeah, and for me, you know, I'm not the biggest uh, police on it as far as the, the the gender police on that. But, you know, for me, I say all pronouns with love. You know, sometimes folks uh, just slip and say, oh, I think he's here. You know, that's, I, <laughs> I'm not, it's at the end of the world if someone does that. Gotcha. But I, uh, you know, I do encourage folks to make that effort and uh, it does mean a lot to me and, you know, a big part of it is for the reason for that is, you know, people were, and I, I know you said you don't know many people like that. Whereas for me, I'm surrounded by everyone like that. New like, York I City. Like, yeah. In New York, it's like everyone is like that here. So um, I'm surprised you didn't say love is one of your pronouns. I feel like one mm. likes just saying like, hey, love, could you get that? I feel like that's a good that's one. That's a isn't fire it? one because that's that's super gender and that's neutral your whole, too, that's right? Your whole movement. Is there a reason? Yeah, you didn't so, go with- so that is one of my pronouns. Okay. Got my it. Name is Paperboy, my name is Paperboy Love Prince. Yeah. So people, so when I mentioned Paperboy and Prince, love is also one of them too. Gotcha. Got it. Um, so Sweet. that's a lot of right. names. That, that's one. And and Instagram just added now in your bio that that doesn't count towards your bio character count in, in Instagram. You can put your pronouns. But no right? god, goddess, so, love, paperboy prince. What do you mm, go, you go with they it, them? It, exactly. So they don't have any of that. So they I'm should just like, have a custom so one. I, you know what I'm saying? So that's <laughs> wait, the but they do so have I'm, like a lot of options, right? Don't they have like is that the they one? have a lot, but I like, mean, if you like, want to do a, he's got custom. Yeah, that's it's true. It's like a gamer tag. That is a custom one. <laughs> You're going with a custom option. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. So you know, I need I need that. So that's that with that, and you know, it's just a learning, growing process. And again, language is meant to change. You know, yeah. language is meant to transform. How many languages come from other languages? Come mm-hmm. from advances in society. Um, 
you know, how much language do we have to create because of texting, because of cell phones, because of the internet. So, you know, language is meant to uh, evolve. evolve and, yeah. and that's part of what I like to do with language, you know, um, yeah. transform it. My pronouns are God, goddess, because I want myself and I want those around me to live up to that. You know, if I call you the B word, that's a very easy, you know, that's a, I'm low. People mm. can say what they want. I can call somebody the B word. And then that's me asking you to live up to that. B word, obviously, be it. Y'all know what it's worth talking about, right? And, like, um, a, like, like the curse word. You, the curse word, exactly. Uh-huh. But if I call you a, a goddess. But that's with god, love. Like, I'm referring you know to all I mean? my girls like that, but like with love. Exactly. I, and, and if I, I say that word, I'm giving you an even higher standard to live up to. Well, I think right. that's the that's the kind of like, that's the part where, you know, you don't Lynch. know between different people what their um, comfortability or language mm-hmm. is with a certain word, what mm-hmm. connotation comes with it. Because who knows? Some might, some people might find it offensive that it's True. referring to, you a know, somebody, no, even a god or goddess. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that's a, true. So, you know, like, I think. I think. Exactly. It, exactly. It's a difficult thing. People, exactly. Some people might find it endearing. Some people might yeah. find it offensive. You referring to yourself as a man. Mm-hmm. Some people might like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, all of these things. But for me, it's a certain, t- I have, I have a manager that I work with who's 13 years old and he will use my God goddess pronouns. And it's really great to see him. He was like, he'll be like, <laughs> you know, when God speaks, uh, people listen. And, you know, I, I watched God get out of the, the get off the train your manager's 13 he's my one of our campaign managers 13 yeah and it's so funny and so cute huh why is that why like what what's the point of having a 13 year old in your management group for a campaign well the the goal is to you know teach youth and inspire the youth in a hands-on way not Mm -hmm. just saying oh yeah we want to help the youth it's like okay no we're doing that every day like tangibly you know what i mean I like that. That gives them some experience. That's nice. What's the difference between doing, like giving them the manager title versus a campaign like lead? Like a manager has a lot more responsibility, right? Exactly. And so it's throwing them into the fire. You know, I feel like we baby children too much uh, and adults and we need to allow us to have more responsibility right now. And that's part of the big problem with the world. That's, That's a big problem with men. It's a big problem with women. Big problem with children. We don't give folks enough responsibility early on. And then uh, when they when we do, everyone has anxiety and depression and all these things because we've been baby for so long. I feel like school babies us. You know, people haven't been living life the way we live it now for a long time. This is a new thing that you just go to school for the most, some of the most fertile and uh, strong and uh, transformative years of your life, you're just in a socialization camp. That's an interesting adjective to use for school-age children. I mean, you know, that's what it is. You don't really have an opportunity to create anything new. You can't even create your own schedule. They tell you what to think, tell you what to study, tell you where to go, tell you who you can be around, the neighborhood you can be in, right? Uh, The clothes that you wear, all of these things. So for me, it's giving folks more control and Finding, uh, you know, back in the day, 
my grandmother and these people, they was they were working in eighth grade. They had to work. They had more responsibility. You know, they were raising children by 18 and all this stuff. They're not saying that that is the right. best possible way, mm-hmm. but it's important, you know? I want to ask, how does Paperboy make it into the mayoral race? What, what, what is your upbringing up until, you know, you decide that, I know that you, you know, wanted to run for Congress as well, but like, why that path? That path is because... They said that we couldn't do it, but you see, we did. <laughs> Not a daddy, but the politician, my kid. TMX. Hop of the water. I look like the squid. You got us on a ballot. Now we about to win. <laughs> Over your head, like some overhead lighting. Giving out hugs and kisses, though I'm not fighting. I'm spreading love. I don't care if you like it. They see my style. Also, they're biting. Dumb is like lightning. Plus, I'm enlightened. Sounding, faking some script. They reciting. What happens next? Suspense is heightened. Want me in a cage? The kids were biting. I'm eating good. Might get the itis. My name in their mouth like gingivitis. It's our time. You think I'm psychic. Who's like a hero? Ain't got a sidekick. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like but I'm watching I, an anime. Say, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, I decided to run for mayor because we needed real change in a real tangible way. We needed uh, radical voices that were going to speak out against uh, what was going on and uh, let folks know that change is possible. Uh, Let the establishment know that we're organized, we're creative, and we're coming for you. And um, to continue and expand our political movement. So for me, it's just like a bunch of stuff happening at once. And then it's like, how do you cut through the noise at this time? You know, politically, there's so much going on. How do you cut through the noise and have your uh, community represented, your voices represented, you know? Um, And then also online, like there's so much stuff going on. How do I cut through that noise? And while folks are worried about what Meg Thee Stallion is doing or what Kylie Jenner is doing, (laughs) <laughs> How do I <laughs> cut through that noise and make sure that they care about uh, housing for all? Make sure that they care about like schools for our children twenty years from now. Make sure they care so, about our seniors. You know, so it's I mean? not all these a, things. Uh, like I've seen this before. Where it, is it like a desperate sort of climb for the race of attention and trying to push your own brand? You know, for me, um, it's definitely about getting my own personal brand out there because they do so much to push negative stereotypes of our community. For example, if I shot two people today in Brooklyn, if I stabbed somebody in the deli, it would be on the news. If I had uh, sold $2 million worth of drugs, right, I would be a top rapper. I would be uh, um, on the news, a documentary about... I gave away $2 million worth of food, over $2.5 million worth of food in the last six months at my love gallery, my wow. space, my community space, a vintage store, mm-hmm. right? That, now that has been on the news. I'm not going to say it has, it has been on the news, but it's not front page, big story. It's Everybody not viral. Hear about it. yeah. It's not viral. If I had sold $2 million worth of crack, they'd be like, oh my goodness, you're the realest in the community. You sold $2 million of crack. You know, they make those brands popular, but when I'm helping out our, our seniors, when I'm helping out uh, kids, when I'm doing visits at hospitals, that stuff, it, it, that is not cool. So for me, it's super important, yeah, for one, for me to get my personal brand out there to let folks know that, hey, it's cool to be doing positive things and helping folks. But two, 
it's bigger than that. You know, it's about an actual, um, it's about actual change. Yeah, I interned at the uh, House of Representatives for many Congress members when I was in high school and uh, did a bunch of programs on Capitol Hill then. And then, I'm sorry, in middle school, I was doing that. And then through high school, and was able to uh, work at the uh, Supreme Court of the United States as well. Mm. So um, you know your politics. Yeah. You've been in the game. It's not like a rapper or, or an artist coming out and trying to quickly grab some attention. It's, and from what you're saying, it just seems like the self-awareness is that whether you're winning or losing, your brand is still getting out there in a, you know, in that sort of attention grabbing way still. And a positive image as well. Right. I mean, right now, you know, everything, we live in a country that is based on branding. Again, I'm not a fan of American politics, which is why my goal is to transform it. I'm trying to use American politics against itself. Right now in America, they pick a person that's supposed to be perfect, right? They pick a person that's supposed to be perfect. Then they choose the policies um, that they support. And that's how th- their kind of campaign goes. Whereas right. in other places, uh, like France or something like that, there's more political parties, and the political parties will choose the platform. Then they'll later choose a person that helps to front that platform, but it's more about the policies and the person. Here in America, it's all about the brand. So the same way you ask me, am I running to get my brand out there? Every old white dude, white lady, the gay person, the black lady, they're all doing it to get their brand out there as well because okay. that's what American politics is based, based on. Mm. And they all have a, a, cush, a cushy um, uh, nonprofit job set up, uh, private sector job set up, all of this stuff set up for afterwards. And they're just doing this to get their brand out there. For me, I'm actually doing it to help the community. There's no type of uh, precedent of this being done before in the way that we've done it. You know, for them, there's a bunch of that. With somebody who's like, "Oh, you do it like this, and then you get a book deal, or you, you know, leads, you become a CEO at this place." Mm-hmm. For me, it is no type of oh, after this, like, what do I, yo, run for office, you become a famous rapper? Like, no, it's never been that, you know. But we've kind of are creating a new lane for folks to see. Hey, okay, yeah, do stuff in the community. You know, I've thrown some of the biggest protests in New York City history, right? So it's like that doesn't that gets my brand out there, but it also like puts me on police lists, puts me on FBI lists, CIA lists. It, you know, uh, shuts me out of conversations and mm. uh, of different mm. things. So, so yeah, but th- that's that stuff. When we uh, asked you a question, you kind of broke out into a song. I noticed that yes. a lot of your um, major policies that you're trying to push you have them in song form. Is that so that you resonate with the audience or is that like a personal thing? Like, why do you do that? Yeah, so, you know, we want to make everything fun. I want to make everything fun, right? Mm -hmm. Everything should be fun because life is, we only have so much time. So like, let's make it dope. Let's make it dope. So for me, that's the same thing with the policies. Nobody care. A lot of people don't get involved because they feel like when you're talking about foreign policy, when you're talking about fracking, when you're talking about um, education, education, or I don't know, community centers like, and stuff. What whatever it is, folks feel like, oh, this is over my head. You know, you're talking about something that's over my head, so I don't have an entry point into this conversation. 
and if we're talking about uh again Meg the Stallion or Lady Gaga, uh. there's a it, <laughs> paper, yeah. There's, there's an entry point. You know what I mean? There's an entry point there for folks. But when they're talking about this other stuff, there's no entry point. So using uh music, using metaphors, using dances, using fashion as a way to get people excited, that helps uh that helps a lot to keep me excited about it. Cause I, I've been at political things, I was at a thing for the New York City Department of Youth, which is basically like the New York City Department of Youth. <laughs> it was a pretty self-explanatory. I was there, and you think because it's the Department of Youth, it's going to be a little like, you know, youthful and engaging. Right. And I, I'm like a guest there, and I'm supposed to speak, but I don't really have to speak that much. So I'm like basically mainly there sitting, and I was like mad bored. Now the kids were doing a great job. They did the whole program. It was random came up with by adults but like it was mad boring and for me it's like you know i was falling asleep most of this politics stuff is so boring so how do we make it more fun so that more people are involved because if more people are involved then we actually have a democracy i like that you make uh i like that you straight up just make diss tracks about your fellow candidates i'm into that you got one. You got like every candidate. You got Andrew Yang this track. <laughs> Eric Adams doesn't matter. You're just like I feel like that's how people should run. I'm just gonna make a diss track calling you out <laughs> rather than fake politicize it on the debate stage. That's what's up. I like that. Uh, Eric Adams, get out of my room. What you doing in my room? Eric what Adams, was he doing in your room? room? What you doing in my room? Yo, a lot of a lot of people really <laughs> like that song too. Like. Um, and it becomes a, actually Andrew Yang just, I was saying this to someone asked me this before. Andrew Yang actually sued me today, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Why is he suing? Why is he suing you? I don't know. You yammed on him in that song. You yammed on him on this basketball court. Okay. Showing us the serving. Wait, why is he suing you? You've been served. What did you do? I didn't even do anything. I'm named in a lawsuit with like 12 other people. He, he dropped Is out it though, other right? candidates? So Yeah, other candidates. Yeah, he like sued every other candidate. For what? I don't know. That's a, that's a random question. I have no idea. Listen, I have no idea. I just get home from like a night of like having fun and partying and I get back and I'm like FedEx and I'm like, wait, a lawsuit? <laughs> Well, that's a nice way to care about it. I mean, you're just like, okay, what's going to happen? I thought it was for like defamation or something. Nah, nah, never that. that. (laughs) I have no idea. Honestly, I haven't even like, I've been just, I haven't even had a chance to go through it. So, okay. Can you talk about your, um, (laughs) your love tickets? Cause, uh, this is one of the, I, I was curious about like, okay, we're not like political people. No one really knows, especially with our, um, you know, our audience and stuff, they're not from New York. They're all over the world. But this is interesting because what does Paperboy care about? And one of the things I heard is these love tickets. Can you talk about what love tickets are? Yeah, so for me, before we get straight to that, I'm going to take a step back and say this. You know, um, we live in a world that was designed by others for us. Y'all didn't design this world. I didn't design it. Others did. Are we going to accept it? Or are we going to transform it and change it to what we want it to be? And so for me, it's about transforming and changing this world into what we want it to be. 
you know, the people who made everything, the microphones you're holding, the couch you're sitting on, the, the Zoom platform that we're using, they're no smarter or more capable than us, right? They, they just got to it first, but they're not more smarter or capable. In fact, many of them are less smart and have less resources than we do now because we've been able to build on everything that folks have done. Um, so saying that to say, our society is so backwards. We have negative reinforcement, but we don't have positive reinforcement. So what I mean is like, if, if you steal, if I came and stole your microphone, I would go to jail, right? But if I, um, but if I see that your door is open, if I walk by your house and I see your door is open and I, I uh, close the door and, and lock it for you, or I call you and let you know, hey, is your door open or... There's no incentive for me to do that, right? So, like, we live in a world where we're basically highlighting all the negative. We have police in the streets that are there. They could be finding a positive that's going on in the community and highlighting that. The police could be out and be like, wait, you let somebody in in traffic in front of you when you didn't have to? I'm pulling you over. Here's a hundred dollar love ticket. Hey, everyone, hold on, hold on. I I love what you're saying, but that is mad inconvenient, isn't it? I mean, like... Somebody's going to pull me over that, and be like, good job now, for now, doing the on, right that, thing. Well, hold on. Now, that was an... Um, just an example. That, that was a freestyle example. Okay, I just freestyled okay. that. But, right. but check this, though. When you see a flashing light behind you when you're driving, do you ever get a good feeling? Are you like, yes! No, you're like, oh my goodness. Right. And, 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 right? and then that's for you. Who knows somebody who is like, you know, maybe has... Family has had a history with the police. Maybe they have history police. Um, you know, they have PTSD from whatever things happen in their community. My point is this. I would be happy to get pulled over if it mean I, they was going to give me $100, $100. But then wouldn't that mean that people wouldn't care <laughs> you know about doing the right thing if nobody sees it? Because you get a, like, if you have positive reinforcement, right? And you have, um, you know, it's one thing to just be acknowledged and whatever it is. But if it's, okay, I'm doing the right thing because now there's an incentive. When the incentive isn't present, are we then wanting to do the positive thing? The idea is though that it, it lets folks know, you know, uh, it, it provides that. Like, here's what it does. When you feed that, you get more. So my thing is feeding that positivity, we're going to get more of that. Yeah, some people are just going to do it because they're being noticed, but others, it's going to inspire them to continually do good. That, that example was a bad example. I'll give you that. That was, that was a bad example. The main example is like something like you're picking up trash, right? You're at the park, you see trash, and instead of just walking by it like everyone does, you pick it up. You just pick up trash that's not yours. Yeah. You didn't dirty up. Your friends didn't dirty up. It wasn't while you were at the park, you just saw something, you pick it up. If everybody did that, we would have a clean earth, climate yeah. change, yeah. done. You I know love what the mean? energy like, of that. I'm just thinking the opposite of like, if there's no police officer around, then what's the incentive of me picking up that trash if I'm not going to get something out of it? But I love the energy that this whole thing right. exudes. And, and to what you're saying is, what's your incentive now when you're definitely not going to get anything out of it? It right? would, like it would be morals. zero incentive. Morals, right. And then it would be that, you know, because there's nothing that I can gain from it outside of internal pleasure or, or pleasure, but like internal like satisfaction or like if ones believe in um, a higher power, then 
satisfaction to the higher power. Um, but if you have a like, what's a worldly incentive, then we would seek that in worldly incentive in that moment. And when that isn't present, then we aren't going to, you know, do that quote unquote good deed. But I feel possibly you. <laughs> that that could be a, that that possibly could be an effect. But you know, for me, I I would like I would my thing is this. Let's just try it. If that's the thing, then nobody wants to do good because a couple people are getting rewarded for that. Okay. But for me, I would say try it. And then the idea of it was for these same police officers to be disproportionately in mm. the same communities that they are uh, over-policing, right? Mm. So the same communities that are over-policing, they also are over-love ticketing. You see what I'm saying? They're right. there and they're like, okay, so this was meant to be something that helps to even heal that relationship, change that relationship, change the discourse. You know, it's like, what, what are, and, and what are the creative ideas that are coming out right now that are allowing folks to advance our society, change what's going on, like clean up the, like, what are they? Cause for me, I'm like, let's lay them on the table. Let's see which ones work. Let's try them. This yeah. thing is using something that we're already doing ticketing with people. We already have police with our same residents, with problems, it's just pr- finding a way to problem solve. Yeah. You know? And just and like yourself, that- I would say that, you know, they're just like how you were um, feeding a bunch of people and, you know, doing great things for the elderly. There's always going to be people that go unrecognized, you know, like the whole saying of there's a lot of heroes that don't wear capes um, every day in life. Right. But the one that you name the trash one, I feel like that's productive either way, whether there's an incentive or not the trash is being cleaned mm-hmm. up. So if there were other ones like that, like, yeah, I think overall, if they're productive, that's a, you know, that's a really good thing. Right. Um, exactly. What do you, what do you think of, uh, especially in this last year, people have been saying New York is dead. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely not. I was just, it's definitely not. I have too many examples. Like I could go through my, <laughs> my camera roll, <laughs> but it's just not dead. Like, it's just so not dead. I, I can say from somebody who was here a year ago to the amount of traffic, people that are out, you know, I have a business, you know what I mean? Even the traffic that's coming to our business now, New York is very much alive. It's very much alive. I'm, I'm about to go to a party. Uh, can you say who, who it's with? You were telling us before. Yeah, I'm about to go to one of my first parties tonight. The club invited me. They were like, yo, um, we're having this party tonight for pride. Like, do you want to come? I don't really go to the parties like that. So I was like, well, I, I had my manager say no. And, um, you know, we'll come for our fee. And then they were like, oh, we already, and it was short turnaround. So like, oh, you know, we've already like handled everything, but we really want you to come. And Madonna's going to be there. Stop so, it. <laughs> so I thought it would be cool. If, okay. I was like, so you're going to party with Madonna. Hopefully, that would be lit, right? That's crazy. <laughs> on brand, on brand. So do, do you right. ever worry that like, ex- not exposing, but like sharing this with the public that you might be partying or any of this type of stuff would deter from the political brand that you push? Um, or do you just I mean, care? not really. I really don't party that much. One, two... I got into this as a party promoter. So part of what makes me a great 
political activist, I'll say, and you know, I'm also someone at 24 Office, is the fact that I do am at parties, right? I use myself throwing parties and throwing shows. Um, and your producer mentioned like a show I was going to and stuff like that from before. I use that to help register voters, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, if I can get 200 people to a party, I can register 20 voters. You're registering these people that. at the parties? <laughs> yeah, so not tonight. Tonight, I'm off. But mm-hmm. at my parties, you know, something that we would do would be like, oh, if you register to vote, um, free entry if you register to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, nice. That's really cool. You know what I'm saying? Something simple like that. And then educating folks around that. And then it's just like, again, an easy entry point. And a lot of folks are like, no, nah, I'm not voting. I'm not registered. And I get it. I'm like, yeah, this politics aren't doing nothing for you. So you don't have to. But, yo, this is how we can organize. This is the reason we're doing it. It's 250 of us in here in this party right now. The last election in this district was decided by 700 votes. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I break that down to people, they'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, you know the judge that locked your homie up? I know her. She only got in office by a thousand. We could get out of get her out of there if we just got this one building to vote against her. But people don't get that. They're not thinking like that. They're not also thinking on a musical, rap, cultural, social media level like I am, and then thinking, wait, I only need 750 jo- votes to get this judge out of here. Like, you know what I mean? That's like yeah. so people went that's and really when attainable. I start like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait. So then the whole party thing starts to make a lot more sense because I'm I'm using it. In a in a way that's like I'm recruiting people. You know, you know what as, I mean? as far as like um your energy, first of all, but also like your ability to market, your ability to be a voice for the people. Um, as you said earlier, you know, like we pick a lot of these policies and put a, pl- a person in place for it. But even somebody, you know, that's as um wholesome as Bernie Sanders couldn't make that spot because he doesn't represent the traditional quote unquote politician for you i wonder like would you be willing to work with a traditional uh you know per se politician to get at least these ideas across or are you totally against the system no definitely i'll work with the traditional politician and i do right now I work with a lot libertarians republicans democrats all these folks i work with um you know, socialists, all these folks. I'm working with people across the board, right? Because you have to work with everyone to get stuff done. Like, you have to. Like, that's the only way to be. Like, the bad guys are working with everyone. So the the good guys have to, you know, um, know how to work with everyone. So for me, I do that. And they're excited to work with me because they know that they got to work with everyone. So I'm a good access for them into a different part of the community that is hard to reach. Like our demographic is hard to reach because we're on our phones, but then we don't like ads, but then we're not watching TV, but then we go out, but then we don't go out and then we watch TV, but it's like on Netflix. Like we're a hard demographic to reach. So a lot of them need to find ways to get us and to rally us to get their ideas out there. So I'll like work with them all the time. Now, my main drawback is that I don't want to work with folks that aren't excited and passionate about getting that making it happen. Yeah. Cause say you have an idea for something, right. And your idea is to do the love tickets or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds like a cool idea. Let's make it happen. And I take it and I start talking about it, but I'm not as passionate about it. 
So we do it in a way that's bad and then nobody wants to do it anymore because it wasn't executed how it's supposed to. Mm. So that's my only drawback of sometimes working with these people is like worrying about putting something out there and it's not executed. Yeah. How, how friendly are you with your candidates? Because, you know, you have a case sometimes where, for example, Andrew Yang, he was saying that, you know, you would have or he would have. Uh, yeah, you would have his vote um, if he wasn't running. And then he turns around and sues you. So a little snaky behavior there. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, it's, you know, for me, it's love with everybody. You know, I don't have I have a saying that I don't have any I don't compete. I collaborate. So I don't have any competitors. I only have uh, collaborators. I collaborate with exactly. So for me, it's about collaboration, and that, that was just what I was saying about working with others. You know, it's I don't think Andrew Yang is trying to collaborate in the courtroom, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love his uh, reactions to this whole. He's a, you know, you know, Paperboy. We all, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are pushing positivity out there, but everybody cracks at something. What is it for you? What it, what makes you actually do the opposite of love? Is there anything that gets under your skin? So can I? I would love to share this story. This will be my first time sharing it on a podcast. Do you? Do y'all? Do y'all smoke at all? No. Weed? No. Once no. upon a time. Once okay, I was, it's called strange flavors. So right. I thought that that might that might be a little. He's like, I'm I actually came on this podcast that. because I thought this was going to be like a lit time, <laughs> but y'all are asking a lot. Oh, uh, we're yeah, it, it's a it's a much more innocent approach. But I like I like where you're going. Maybe one day yeah. we're tripping well, on acid and shrooms, but we'll see. Right, right. Well, well, I say well, I asked because I um, a big part of my platform is marijuana justice and reparations for the war on drugs. You know, mm-hmm. the same community. I'm with it though. Yeah. Right. So Decriminalize I, uh, it. I do, exactly. I do these events called uh, smokeouts that we have um, where we, uh, you know, we'll get together and uh, do a protest and also smoke uh, marijuana <laughs> on public property. Now, not everybody has to smoke, but, you know, I'll give out a bunch of free weed. Some other companies will wow. we'll also give out, you know, food and love. And I'll do a speech. I'll give out love. All these things. I love that. Yeah. So I had the first one. It was incredible. Uh, legendary. You, you can like look it up. YouTube it. Some, there's some stuff of it. Did It was so good. We did a second one. And I had my, you asked, I'm answering because you asked what like makes me crack, spread in love. And I uh, had two hecklers show up. Now, the, then we probably had like a hundred people coming. They was coming to show love. They bought our t-shirts. I'm wearing one of our t-shirts that just came out. They bought our t-shirts. So, so much support, right? And then, uh, but we had <laughs> hecklers. This girl had a, a speaker and a mic. <laughs> I also had a speaker and a mic. And while I'm... S- sitting there doing my speech, talking about the community, helping people. People came here, came far. Like folks that like, came like two hours to this event um, and from two, three hours away. And she's like the whole time, Paperboy, what are you going to do for the trans community? And, 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 and I'm like, mind you, I'm like, I'm like, wait, but I'm, I am that community. Like I've thrown some of the mm. biggest protests in the city for that community. I, 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 Wait, we just did an event last week. What are you going to like nonstop? She wasn't for, like, on the weed. Hour she was not. You need on to the pass weed. her the blunt. Definitely needed to. The whole time she was just like calling me, saying lies about my name, all this stuff. 
saying, capable, you take money from the community and fund your own, da, da, da. like all the stuff that I'm like, which is kind of, to me, it was kind of cool because I'd never been at, at the point as a politician where like somebody's like really trying to like take me down, like publicly. <laughs> so that was funny. And then another heckler came from like another candidate and was like, vote for this candidate or whatever. But um, so that to me, there was a point. Did you snap? In this one. I almost snapped. There was a point where, uh, like, after 40 minutes of this, right, and there's videos of her doing this and me smiling and, like, still, like, giving that weed to people and, like, being positive. And, like, so many people thought she was a part of it because I just ignored it. But there was a part where somebody came and they were like, yeah, paper boy. Like, th- this white person in the back was like, yeah, paper boy. When are you going to show up for the trans community? And I was like, I literally snapped. Like, something in me snapped. I was like, you, what you not going to do? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> super saying. I was like, man, listen, what you not going to do is be a white person and tell me how to protest and stand up for my own community. That's what we not going to do. Right. That's what we you not going to do. That's what I, and I had to, I, I was like, did you put I her in her sna- place? Oh, I snapped. And then I was like, it wasn't bad. I didn't say anything bad. I didn't call anybody out of their name or anything like that. I just checked them. And then I was like, wait, you know what? But that energy wasn't the energy. The more so that energy wasn't the energy I was trying to put out. Mm. I, you know, I stepped back. I apologized. It was like, you know what? I shouldn't even have been on this type of time. I'm sorry. Da-da-da. I'm frustrated. This person is like. Did you at least serve them with facts though? Like, this is what I do? I did. But like, I did. But it's you know what? The I learned that you wanted. At, at that moment that. Sometimes people don't want to hear that. They just want blood. Mm. They don't want to hear the truth. They just want They're to trolling. see you right. bleed. Yeah. They want to see you bleed. They want to embarrass you. So even you asked me about the non-binary thing. This person also was like, how long have you been non-binary anyway? Two years? What? Since you were running for Congress? You're gay for clout. You're queer for clout. You're da. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, like, what? Like, first of all, my, like my girl's right here. Second of all, I'm not doing nothing for clout. Third of all, like, who are you to police my, uh, my identity and all of this stuff? You know, so I, so that to me, we, like how you said, everybody has a limit. Having to deal with that, that was good because it tested my limits and publicly, very publicly. Like I was in one of the most uh, popular parks in the country uh, on a weekend a sunny day, mad people there, my own event, cameras, live streaming, and, you know, I had to be on point. So, yeah, I definitely, it's not easy. Hmm. I have um, my favorite New Yorker. His name is Ayan. I asked him, I asked him, uh, you know, as a New Yorker, what are some questions you would ask if you could talk to Paperboy Prince? Mm -hmm. So he asked me three questions. Number one, what is your go-to order at the bodega? My go-to order at the bodega would be some Haribo, uh, like gummy candy. Okay. Uh, and then I get a turkey on a hero, hot lettuce, tomato. Are you saying gyro? Onions. A hero. Gyro. It's, is, wait, it's a hero. Everyone pronounces it differently. I've heard that. Yeah. Some people say euro, gyro, a euro. euro. Yeah, I don't like right, that. Right, right, but but this isn't a gyro. This is a hero, which is basically how like is it a spelled? H e r o. Oh, a hero. Oh, okay, okay. 
Okay, I thought you were saying gyro, and you're like saying it like <laughs> wrong. <laughs> right. No, people from New York will know exactly what I'm talking about. Got it. But, Not uh, a but, New Yorker but, here. Uh, totally get it. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, that, that's a funny thing that I didn't even think of. Yeah, a hero. <laughs> no, it's not a gyro, but it is kind of confusing. It's a hero. Some so people do there, pronounce right? gyro, gyro. And so I thought that's what you No, no, no. Right. No, that's a real thing. People do. This, I was talking about a hero. Mm, um, got it. Th- there's a hero and a role. Those are like usually the options. Like hero gummy, gummy bears, turkey on a hero. Lettuce, tomato, provolone cheese, onions. <laughs> Don't forget it. Mustard, no mayo, hot. That, that's what I would get. Mm. And then maybe some like barbecue chips. and Get something to drink, please. Yeah, uh, a, Sprite. I yeah. a Sprite. Oh, yeah. Just he's got, he he's drinking like, a two-liter Sprite, Sprite right <laughs> while he's on the podcast. Okay. Good answer. I, I got to stay up. I got to stay up. I don't, I don't really Sprite need Sprite is caffeine-free. Is it? Yeah. Oh, snap. You're right. Yeah. Well, I just ruined his whole... <laughs> placebo. Yeah. Placebo, yeah. Amber, come on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, I've been relying no, no, she's on She's lying. Spray. Everybody, she's lying. He just saw it on you the bottle. You drink your Sprite, right. all right? I see it on the bottle. I never knew that. How no, did it you has, know that? It what has sugar, you? though. So it'll give you a little... No, but he was something. relying on the caffeine. That? Because right. How, wait, wait. everybody knows that Sprite God, is caffeine-free. God or they was relying on the caffeine. But yes, how, how did you know that? <laughs> well, because like, you know, like Pepsi... Um, you know, is caffeine, you know? She's and then, just like, she looks at, you know, she's one of those people that looks at all her food, uh, the t- labels and stuff. Uh, she ruins uh, things for other people. No, Don't I, listen to I her. looked at my, I worked at my dad's restaurant for like eight months. Maybe that helped because they had all the different sodas. So I got a close look at them. They've got gyros. There are no heroes. I've no never heroes. seen caffeine and you have gyros there. And and we have gyros there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that could be But no be heroes. That. We don't have heroes, though. No heroes. You probably do have heroes, too, but they just don't call them that. I've heard like I've heard people else. say hero. I just, yeah, I thought it was... <laughs> Are you Googling if spray has caffeine? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm looking right at the bottle. It says no caffeine mm-hmm. right on it. Like, as soon as you said that, I looked, and I could clearly see no caffeine. I've never seen it before. You've, you've got a great bodega order. So yeah. A little something for, you know, all the, all the palate. Number two, Ayan asks, if you didn't live in New York, where would you live and why? Um, I mean, if I didn't live in New York, I would live in D.C. or Maryland because I would be a member of Congress. And, mm. you know, I, I, I'd be spending a lot of time down there um, on Capitol Hill. So that would be another place that I would live. I would definitely live in uh, maybe West or North Africa uh, on the beach somewhere. Ooh. I think that would be very fun. Vibes. Yeah. No I Cali. I feel like you would thrive in Cali, no? Yeah. You are East you know Coast, what? East Coast goddess. That. Everyone says that. And I have some Cali meetings. Some people that really want me to get out to Cali. Um, so we'll see. Mm. We'll see. I, you know what it is? It's too it's so spread out. I like things compact and together. Mm. It's just easy for me. Like unless I have a driver, which is like, you know what I mean? That's like hard to, is that to commute so, thing. Like, <laughs> It really it is. I don't like really driving that much. I would love to be like ride and be able to work on the ride and all of that, you know. Okay, last one. If you could enact one policy across the US, what would it be and why? Across the entire United States. I would 
make this would be an experiment and I'm not really thinking this through. I'm going to go with the experiment there, for the for the universal. Hold on, let him answer. Yeah. I'm curious. Yes. Okay, okay. So because I want to give y'all a good answer. Yeah. Like I yeah. can give y'all my like, you know what I mean? Like I'm saying that because I want to give y'all a good answer. I can give y'all like my uh oh yeah, like my policies, which are like legit what I already have said on record that I would do, which is like, uh-huh. yeah, basic income, right? Two thousand dollars a month for all. I would enact that spreading love, love centers all across for places where we can strengthen families, relationships, friends, we can learn about different cultures. I would enact that healthcare for all. I would enact that um, housing for all. These are things, but like it's something that that's actually cool and edgy. Um, and that's just like an experiment that I'm just thinking of right now outside of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you don't want me to, you know, would be, um, I would make the mainstream media. I have so many policies that I would enact specifically for different people. Like I have policies just for black people. I have policies that would be just for women, just for men, uh, just for older people, just for youth, just because I want to help. Like he's saying, I I think we're saying like maybe for a woman, it would be like reproductive health policies and like for, am I on the right track here? No, I put it like this. I would obviously want, them to be women to be representing themselves in these things but my point is like we kind of do things that are like self-destructive are hurting ourselves right and so sometimes somebody has to save us from that or allow us to do different things just to see if it works but my 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 nationwide policy would be um i would like make the mainstream media like mainstream media major corporations i would make those like illegal for like 5 to 10 years so you couldn't have like a massive mtv or you couldn't have like a massive uh nbc or something like that it would just be like local uh things it would be like podcasts, YouTube channels, and stuff like that. Instead so there's of like a number big, you couldn't pass or something? Like as far as viewership or? Yeah, or like you could, the channels would be like local. Like you couldn't even like you couldn't make something. Like like, a, so censorship. Censorship. Now, I, this is just me freestyling it. I have okay. not thought this through. But <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that. I'm just saying I thought of this two seconds after you answered the, yeah. asked the question. But the the reason behind it is, and more so than the policy that what I really thought through is the reason behind it of the policy, which is the mainstream media does so much to our uh, how we stereotype others, our prejudice of other people, also our feelings on um, our own bodies, right? Like people feeling like they're not, uh, maybe women feeling like they don't live up to a certain standard, men feeling like they don't live up to a certain standard. You feeling like, oh, I'm not happy. I'm not complete unless I buy this new car, this new iPhone, these new shoes, right? All of these things that they're doing, um, I would like let us go without that for 10 years and see how that affects society. A social experiment. (laughs) Exactly. So so we're not being controlled so much. I feel like we're being controlled way more. Like if you ever look at, um, what's it called? Like marketing theory. And like these like marketing companies and like uh, uh, 
psychology and what it does to you. You, I'll give you a basic one. Like when they have like at the movies, right? It was a study they did during the movies where during a movie, they showed like a five second, like, uh, like flash of like popcorn. Oh, yeah. And y- y- y'all remember this one, right? And then it's like- Coke this- right in your ears. And you're like, oh, I need it. It's like a half a second then- flash and you don't even realize it, but it tells your brain that you want it. Exactly. And like, so we're being controlled like that, but even so much more directly by the mainstream media on so many things. And it's just like, okay, for me, they've gotten too strong. They're too powerful. They can do whatever they want. They can make anyone popular. They can make anyone unpopular. They can make anyone a hero. They can make anyone a villain. That is too much power. So um, we need to give that power back to the people. The Amish run the country. Shut the technology down for five years. Let's thrive in our communities and our villages. Let's take it back old school. They said the Amish community is supposed to grow exponentially anyway. Yeah. And that, I don't know if you saw, but Target's entire clothing selection is straight up Amish clothes. Okay. Well, can they go in Target? I don't know. But if you want to dress like the Amish, you can go to Target. Listen, no Amish slander. I need to go to Target. (laughs) Yeah, I need to go to Target because I definitely want to dress like the Amish. I mean, hey, you will look like you've been churning butter all day, but it's Amish chic. <laughs> I got love. Listen, I, I I have love for all the Amish people and I appreciate all of their contributions to society. And um, No Amish slander, yeah. just Amish well, promotion. They can't, they can't Amish hear fashion us promotion. They, they won't hear you say this, so you could say whatever you wanted. That's well, true. I'll give you a love ticket for that one. <laughs> Since you did it. I had a lot of love for them. And part of what we're judged on is how we treat folks when no one is looking, when they can't hear us and all of that stuff. Yeah. So for me, I want to be a type of person that's like, yo, yo, paper boy, you was talking about me behind my back. Yeah, I was. I was saying good things behind your back. I was Ooh. uplifting you. I was, I, I was being positive behind your back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I talk behind your back all the time talking good things. So that that's kind of where... I have the most the important question, be. though, out of this whole interview. Yes. Why do you hate Please. Megan Thee Stallion so much? <laughs> so, when did I say that? You yeah, had... There was no, there was no hate. He was just two, saying... Two moments of bashing Megan Thee Stallion. For, or that for was her. not bashing. Okay. That wasn't bashing. I said... I mentioned Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> no, I know. To say something... To, I, I admonished her. I said that, like, people care about Megan mm-hmm. Thee Stallion. I said people, a lot of people don't care about like a lot of societal issues, but they care about her. So I'm like, what can we do? What is it that she's doing that mm-hmm. we can take in our world to make people care more? So I'm more so mm-hmm. saying like bigging up in her and like saying like, nice. she is one of the people who has figured out the formula in current time to like make stuff that cuts through all the noise. So what can we do? What can we learn from that to cut through the noise to help the people? So I don't got no problem with Megan Stallion. I like the uh, big old freak. There we go. Big booty, big old friend. Uh, I'm like, what else? There we go. I got on top of the bed. <laughs> we <laughs> well, need I, a clarification for the hot any, girls. Right. I just can't <laughs> sing any of the lyrics because they're just, yeah, I just can't. The, all the lyrics are like mad. Uh, Mad what? They're OD for me. I can't. <laughs> it's okay. Can't. You can say it. They're OD. They are. <laughs> they are OD. It's all right. Um, listen, Paperboy, uh, you are an extremely fun person. Um, wish you the best with everything. I know that the race is ending soon, but 
you know what, like your intent, I think, uh, is something that everybody could get behind. We could all use a little bit of that energy and positivity. So thank you for, you know, spreading that no matter what happens. You're dope. You have my uh, vote as an amazing human being. So Facts. I don't know if that matters, but there's that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm going to float this on here. I, I've thought about running for offices in different states just to mess with people's heads, you know? <laughs> Make a documentary. <laughs> that sounds like a cool idea for like, you know, just, just go and run for every, uh, in every state. And there's always this character there, Paperboy the Prince. And I want to cut of this, by the way. I'm giving you an awesome idea here. Uh, you run and it's always this like little piece of like reminder of, you know, it's like the Joker, not calling you the Joker, but you know how the Joker in the system is always kind of pointing out the flaws and like how everybody is kind of under one, you know, ruling and they don't really realize, like they don't snap out of it. I feel like you could snap people out of it on a national level. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the Joker's philosophy, but sure. That sounds nice. Let me direct. Hey, hey, you know, we're, we're starting a movement, you know, this is, this is what a movement is. It's, it's hard work. It takes a long time and, you know, a lot of people, but it's happening and I'm super excited. You know, our campaign, we've exceeded expectations on so many fronts. We've been able to help so many people do so many things. So now it's just keeping that movement going, that momentum going. Like I said, we also have the Love Gallery. It's my um, vintage clothing space, also community space in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York. It's one of the hottest culture spots in the city. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's like beautiful. We do parties there. We do, uh, you know, our food distributions there. We built our tiny home that we're giving housing out there. We're doing uh, urban farming events, um, healthcare events, STD testing, so many things, meditation, so many things that we're offering to the community and we're hoping to expand that. So I'm super excited. Then we also got our, our, our campaign merch and so much more on my website, paperboyprints.com. Thank y'all so much for having me. It's, Thank it's you, Paperboy. Uh, before you go, though, we have one last question that we ask all of our strangers at the end of every podcast. Amber, you want to take that away? Sure. If you could describe yourself as any flavor, what would it be and why? Any flavor. Any flavor. Mm. We got a wall full of flavors. Any flavor that you'd like. I just dropped our whole set. Oops. You know, my, what flavor would I be? Mm-hmm. I'll be the flavor of love. Let's go. Aww. You know, anyway. I'd be the flavor of love. I'd be the flavor of love because like, after anything that you do with Paperboy prints, you should be feeling more inspired uh, more encouraged, happier. You should be feeling loved. You should be feeling like welcome. You should be feeling like energized. You know, all of these things. Like there's a specific intention into all of that. So like, I'm really about that. You know, you should be feeling better than you came. Like everyone who listens to this podcast, the Paperboy Prince podcast with strange flavors or, or, or reverse it, however you want to call it, they're going to be feeling more inspired. They're going to be feeling better, uh, uplifted. 
because that's the intention that we put into it. That love is real and it's true love. Like everybody that I've ever known has always wanted, you know, more of that love and, and myself included. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. I feel like beautiful. you need to end that with your paper boy. Yeah. Paper boy. Ah. <laughs> paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's our time. <laughs> paper. Yeah. It's the flavor of love, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. I'm too wild. You said I'm too rad. I'm for the people you talk for the